0: Love Talk Radio. Dr. Carol France. That's a different type of topic for us today, and that is the Diagnostic Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm talking about a textbook that's really reserved for psychiatrists, psychologists, social workers, marriage and family child therapists, and associated individuals that need to make diagnosis of mental complications, mental disorders, as they're called. Even in this fifth edition, the DSM-5 has come out just in the spring, and it is now being assessed and evaluated and is beginning to be utilized. And how does that affect you as a consumer for mental health, for your own well-being, dealing with sadness, depression, family issues, attention deficit disorder, cognitive complications, stress, physical reactions to emotional stress? How does this affect you? Well, every time you go to a doctor, they have to use a code, in order to be able to create a diagnosis that they are saying that that particular treatment is uh, pertaining to. Your insurance company will reimburse if they like the diagnostic code and if they believe that the treatment that is being indicated is indicated for that particular complication. So every time you go to a doctor and use your insurance, you are being subjected to an analysis that's going to fit you into one of the categories that your insurance company, and actually the mental health or the medical field has already kind of agreed are the essential categories that we currently know about today. Well, can you imagine that someone can categorize your happiness or your unhappiness, can categorize the condition of your life on the stressors in it and put it into some sort of compilation that creates a diagnosis? I'm sure you can imagine that. And one reason you can is that you have been raised in society in the Western world and in the Eastern world all throughout the planet where anywhere there's investigatory stuff going on where you have medical doctors or psychologists or licensures or or textbooks or things of that sort, they will categorize things and you are among those categories. And so everything that you go through can fit into some sort of box. It's all artificial, though, and know that. And know that the best practitioner that you will work with will simultaneously know all about these different manuals and diagnostic categories, but also be able to think outside those man-made boxes because your own personal experience of you and your situation, whether we're talking about your body, your mind, or your emotions, or your situation, your family life, or work life, all of those situations are woven intricately in a way that creates you as an individual. So the practitioners that are really going to be available to you, that are going to be effective, are going to know how to deal with the constructs or the structures of the society that puts everything into a box and then responds accordingly. They're going to be able to take the wisdom of that information, but they're also going to be able to think outside the box so that they can go beyond all the constrictions and limitations, utilize everything that's wonderfully beneficial there, but also think way beyond that so that you're not limited to being anything else but yourself. Nonetheless, therefore, I think that you as a consumer need to take just these few minutes to really understand what one of these books or boxes are. The Diagnostic Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, otherwise known as the DSM, has had a history. And I'm not going to go through the whole history, but obviously since we're on book number five, that means that there have been four other ways that our mental health departments of life have been trying to organize their understanding of what mental illness is all about. It's not the first book that's done that. And the United States actually is the first that's done the DSM. And actually, my understanding is that the DSM is really only used predominantly in the United States as a form of creating nomenclature and a statistical way of evaluating what difficulties are going on. The entire world uses an ICD book. And that particular ICD book is also coordinated with the DSM 4 and 5 in terms of many of the codes that are utilized, but not all. And your practitioner needs to know about that. You don't need to worry about that. Now, the DSM 5 and all the DSMs have been a reflection, both of the research that was available to the people who participated in it, but also to the prejudices, or let's say the perspectives and points of views of society from which they were coming. Because every society has had a different definition of what mental health looks like in a human being. Every society has, throughout history, had a different perspective on what it meant to be strong or weak, loving, helpful, so forth and so on. So, for example, a warrior-like country would think of a man that was strong as one that was capable of fighting and being willing to die for their country. Another country that was peaceful would be thinking of a man who was able to maintain peace and cooperation with his neighbors and restrain themselves from being violent in situations. So the very definition of strength depends on the point of view of society and history. So therefore also, sad and purposefully need to say, the writers of the DSM and all their attempts, to make this objective and wise, well-researched information, are still impacted by their society and their points of view. I think perhaps the easiest way to examine this is that once upon a time, the DSM was very keen on making homosexuality a mental disorder. And that's been decades, many decades, since that has been the case. And so as a consequence, homosexuality is now choice as opposed to a mental disorder or a developmental disorder. That's probably one of the easiest changes to look at. But there are many such changes that are even occur in the DSM. So that now we even can look at tension or stress as an associated element to a disorder or a mental health. So we even can look at such uh, diagnoses that used to be related to a pathology or pathological or medically complicated or emotionally complicated form of anxiety. But now we've turned it into that there's anxieties and there's also tension and stress. So that would be one way in which our society has influenced research to reconfigure their definition of what's going on. Another way that they've reconfigured the definition of difficulties is a little troubling to me, but very understandable. And that is that the DSM spends a lot of time looking at the physiological and psychiatric, that means the medical aspects of the mental disorders, and also noting that the treatments of such are often within the line of the pharmaceutical uh, companies. Now, this on one level is wisdom. Let me just go there so that you can appreciate that. The wisdom is is that our research now, on a medical physiological level is really, really amazingly advanced. We can deal with DNA markers. We can even see how markers are activated or changed. We're so able to see the fundamental characteristics of our physiological programming. We can go into the brain and understand what nerve system, what neuron, what axon is being activated by a particular process going on. And we can reconfigure the chemicals that will influence the nerves and how they signal our brains and our brains and how they signal different emotions in our bodies. We are very advanced, and the truth is, is we're only going to advance more and more and more and more to where we're going to almost be reducing our bodies, our emotions and our feelings and our relationships and our personality and our characters. We're going to be looking at it for a period of time as if it can reduce every single thing that you ever felt or thought or heard down to what is the neurological or physiological basis of those behaviors and emotions. That's the way we're going to be looking at it. We also need to maintain an awareness that we are impacting our physiology and we are changing our neurology, we are changing our DNA by how we select to think and feel and move and participate or how we're raised or treated by others or how we put ourselves in the path of how we're treated. So know that eventually we're going to go through this period where we're nothing but our biology and science's mind. And then eventually, and hopefully it's happening simultaneously, we will be both our biology and our free will and our ability to act and the ability of others to act upon us. All of that will come into this incredibly complex but very real complex of influences that make us who we are. The DSM-5 is very much embedded into recognizing these advances that are occurring in terms of understanding our physiology, our neurodevelopment, and the impact of chemicals, that is medicine, that is the pharmaceutical company's creations on the various disorders that are evident here. Well, therefore, when your practitioner, your psychologist, your social worker takes this manual, you want to know that they're familiar with all of that. But at the same time, they are more familiar with everything else that you can have, the power to affect in your body and your well-being. The Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders is filled with, I think, about a little bit less, 300 different mental disorders. And in terms of different categories, and each of those disorders are divided into different categories or different ways of expressing them or possibly different things that have caused or led up to the expressions of those different mental disorders. You're welcome to look at this book. It's completely available to you. It's extremely expensive, but it's in the libraries and it's in the bookstores. And you're welcome to go and read through it. It's rather interesting, a little entertaining. And for those of you that are writers, you can actually develop a whole character profile by taking three or four and then have a fabulously fun time dealing with those characters as you read them into the book. means it's usable on that imaginative level. It's usable for research as well. We can now know so much more about what soldiers go through with post-traumatic stress disorder, and that's reflected in this manual we can understand the variations of post-traumatic stress reactions as they're associated to different types of stressors or tensions now in the world, whether it's rape, molestation, war, a natural disaster, or a hideously intense accident, or witnessing or seeing something that is recorded in your memory and your emotional responses that creates a post-traumatic stress reaction or you actually being firsthand impacted by it. This is a description or awareness of how we are more advanced in our understanding about we as human beings and how we react to stress and tension. These are one of the benefits of the Diagnostic Statistical Manual Mental Disorders number 5 because they're able to see that, describe that, and have a lot more respect for that. In addition, it also tries to support children in various ways that they can be diagnosed in so many different fashions or forms and then assisted through schools and therapy and insurance. This manual is also more oriented for making coding to get monies from insurance a lot easier and clearer than it was with the diagnostic manual of number three, number three revised, number four, number four revised. So it's definitely taken a lot of different information and made it better, but on the other hand, it's also narrowed its perspective in terms of not seeing quite so much of the concomitant causes and impacts that you can have in your life to change what you're going through. Now, you know me if you've listened to any of my other shows, and if you haven't, please do that. Life is about making it happen. And you being the agent in control of your life as much as you possibly can is what you need to focus on. Because actually, if you're focused on those things you can't change, what is the point? But if you're focused on those things that you can change and affect, then that can make you dynamically moving forward in your life. After all, if you're human, you are limited by being human. But the other side of it is that being human isn't nearly as limiting as we tend to make it out to be. We're not limited by our neurology or physiology. We can actually have impact on that. We're not limited by our DNA. We can actually have impact on that as well. We are not even limited by our physical presence. We can expand ourselves beyond our physical consciousness, which is like a lot of other shows that I've done in the realm of understanding your essence. Now, understand your body. Now, understand your mind. Now, understand the developmental impact your environment has had on you. And now, understand everything about you, way beyond even what I'm describing. In other words, look at yourself as capable of being very expanded as a human being. But you can also define yourself in these different categories. And those categories will enable you to also expand research about yourself. And that's what this DSM-5 is really good for. We can now expand research about ourselves, and hopefully the DSM-6 will be even more advanced and more capable of embracing more of what it means to be human. So here you go. That's your 15-minute interview to the DSM-5 and my take on its benefits, its controversies, and also please don't let your practitioner or you limit yourself to any manual. It's just a synopsis. It's not the whole enchilada. Take care. Have a great day. This is Dr. Carol Francis. What's my background? I'm a clinical psychologist. I've been practicing in the field of psychology, mental health, counseling for 32 years. Not a novice. Licensed in all sorts of different dimensions, certified in all sorts of different techniques. Truth be known, it's all about making life happen. You can contact me at 310-543-1824 or contact me through drcarolfrancis dot com or through Dr. Carol Francis on the Facebook. Love to hear your responses and reactions. What do you think about the DSM five and what it means about your life, your children's life, and moving on in our understanding and research of human nature? Take care.